Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 188. I am your girl, your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode. I'm so stoked that you're here today. I have a great guest coming up in a few minutes. Megan Gersh is a branding expert, and we basically did like a crash course on this, okay? (laughs) Um, uh, All about creating an authentic brand. She's telling us essentially how to build a brand that represents you. How do, how do we do that where it truly represents us? And like I said, crash course. We did like five or six questions where it was just like, bam, 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 all these things. I mean, we covered so much. So if you just want to soak it in and learn and get like a lot of bang for your buck, this is the episode for you. You want to learn about branding. Um, that conversation with Megan was so, so good. So that's coming up here in just a second. But, you know, I wanted to share with you the craziness behind my personal brand because it relates to this conversation of like building an authentic brand, you know, that we're going to have with Megan here in a second. And I, I, I'm still shocked at how my personal brand on social media has genuinely benefited my small company, which is a social media and podcasting agency. Um, and how it's just honestly also enhanced my life, but it's crazy because you would think that it wouldn't really benefit, right? If, if, if you haven't seen my content, <laughs> let me go ahead and just give you a peek. Um, you might find videos of me dancing on my treadmill. You might find videos of me dancing on my spin bike or maybe even on the ground. I could be lip syncing. I could be just being silly and doing something funny, maybe with my daughter, maybe not you know, whatever, right? There's all kinds of like fun stuff. And I'm a performer since I was a kid. I started dance classes when I was three. My whole big plan A, I don't need a fucking plan B, was I'm going to be a super successful and famous television actor in Hollywood, right? Um, I am not at this point in time a super successful and famous television actor in Hollywood, but I have performed for millions on social media. It just happened a little different way than what I planned. And point being is that my content does not always necessarily relate to my company. And a lot of people assume that you need to share content that's businessy if you're trying to like grow a business, right? And it has to be this one way or that way or whatever, right? But I'm here to tell you that there's lots of ways to do it as long as you're really being authentic. And I know, I know, if you're giving me an eye roll at using the word authentic, I get it because we hear that word all the time and it may feel like it's overused. But the reason why it's used so much is because it's that fucking important. And when you have a brand that really is authentic and you've really dug deep and said, look, I'm just going to show up on social media and just genuinely be me. Now, granted, we we should have our shit together somewhat, right? Like we don't, I don't mean tell all of your messiness all the time necessarily. I just mean really being yourself and not being fake, not putting, uh, putting up some sort of a front or a different personality or trying to be like someone else when it's not really real to you, you know, all these things. Like 
when you show up that way, it makes all the difference in the world. So me showing up, you know, usually being silly, having fun, um, and being the performer that I am, it's, it's helped my company grow. And even though it's not some sort of structured sales funnel kind of thing that I've got going on with every post that I make, because I'm showing up and being real and just being myself and showing my personality and letting loose and just getting rid of that fear of judgment, right? Then people connect with that. And then people end up wanting to work with my company because they find me that way. I mean, some people find us through Google, but you would not believe how many clients have found me because they saw me dancing on my treadmill. I'm not even exaggerating. Like big clients that worked with me for like two years or more, (laughs) you know, um, it's really mind blowing. So it's just proof. It's proof. I am actual proof that whether you are talking business or you're not, or maybe it's a mixture, as long as you're showing up as your genuine self and you're, you're not trying to be something that you're not, and you're not trying to be fake or put up some sort of, um, front or whatever you want to call it, you're, you're going to benefit from it and it's going to make all the difference in the world. And, and look, it may not be some sort of quick fix or some sort of magic pill, but all of this, all this organic social media content creation that we talk about on this show, it's a long game. So if you're willing to commit and get in there and just show up as yourself and share authentically, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be life-changing. And that's what's happened. That's what's happened for me for sure. And that's some of what I'm talking about with my guest today. So I'm going to zip it because I really want you to get to this interview. You're going to learn so much stuff. Like I said, it's a crash course on building a brand that represents you. And that is coming up right now with my guest, Megan Gersh. Today's guest is a branding and web design unicorn that has been in the field for over 16 years. She has worked with some of the most well-known names in the entertainment industry. Um, Hello, Netflix. (laughs) Spaceland presents the Echo. I mean, come on. Just... We've never heard of that before, right? Um, She also co-hosts the Your Sparkly Brand podcast, a show designed to empower entrepreneurs with the tips, tools, and strategies needed to make their businesses stand out from their competitors. And a fun fact, she loves to hula hoop. Okay, we have to talk about this. She even took a class. This is fantastic. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Megan Gersh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And I really do want to talk about this hula hooping thing real quick. Oh yeah, let's do it. I didn't know there were classes, but this is exciting. What's the story behind this? So I love going to music festivals and it's something where I had always seen like people at music festivals, just like hula hooping and doing all these tricks and stuff like that. And so um, I live in Los Angeles, which is like the land of performers, right? So um, I found my, one of my friends had a friend who taught hula hooping classes and how to do tricks and stuff like that. And so I was like, screw it, let's try it out. And so um, I did, went and did the classes. It was like a set of like 10 classes and I learned some stuff and it's, I truly fell in love with it. It's crazy. That is so cool. And you know what? It's not easy. Like, I mean, when I was a child, I guess it was probably easier. Maybe I just didn't, you know, didn't overthink it too much as a child. And then I remember, you know, fast forwarding 20 years or whatever, and as a grown up and starting to try it again, and I was going, whoa, because there's like a rhythm your body has to get into <laughs> to oh, yeah. keep it going, right? Absolutely. Yeah. When I started, I couldn't even waste hoop, and now I can do all kinds of stuff. So I love it. 
Oh, sweet. Okay. So FYI, everybody, now this is a hula hooping podcast. That's all we're talking about. today. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, but seriously, um, thank you for being here and I love your energy. I was telling you earlier, I just, I think you're so cool and so fun and I love your content as well. And you, I think to me, when I see your stuff on Instagram, you like get straight to the point. So it's like no BS, but you're also this fun personality. So to me, I don't know, it feels very like comfortable to watch you and I feel like I can trust you. So, um, I don't know. That's Thank what you I so get. much. I love it so much. And sparkly brand podcast. That's a very cool name for a show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I do. I do very much appreciate that. <laughs> well, okay. So let's dig in because we're going to kind of do essentially like a crash course on building a brand that represents you. You're such an expert in this. And, um, you sent me some really great information of things we could go over. And I, I was like, let's just talk about every single one <laughs> as quickly as we can. So we're going to do a crash course, um, building a brand that represents you. Uh, the first thing that is on our list is how to build your brand around your mission and core values and how to display it online. That is not easy to do. What are your thoughts on that? Let's just dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So your branding is really like the foundation of all of your marketing, right? So it really, really helps if it's based in strategy so that you start to attract the right people that you want to work with into your business. So when we're talking about building a brand strategically, you want to really get clear on your mission and your core values first and foremost. Um, because otherwise, if it's not based in values, if it's not based in that strategy, you're going to wind up either attracting everyone and every, like everyone under the sun, or you're going to attract no one. Right. So, um, it's so, so important that you get clarity on those things first. Right. What, a, I mean, is there because I know this is a very tricky part for everybody and it's a clearly extremely important. So what would you say if, if there's an, just an example you could give on somebody's like, I don't really know how to identify that stuff. Like there's something they can do, can they, an exercise or like a brain dump of a list or something that somebody can just literally get started when they finish listening to the show. Sure. So let me, let's do an example of a product-based business. Maybe that product-based business is really passionate about helping the environment. And they recognize that sending out packages every day to their customers has an impact on, you know, the environment. And so they make it a point to number one, use ethical practices in their kind of workforce, as well as use sustainable packaging within their, um, within their business. And so that is something that you start to talk about in your marketing, because that's going to help to attract people that also care about those things. So that's just one like really easy example. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. Cause I'm trying to imagine the way someone at the beginning phase would be feeling about this. And I know it can be overwhelming. So no, that's perfect. You're just like, this is what matters to me, meaning your mission and, and your values. And then, um, literally just talking about it. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. Um, Okay, cool. So what about, and you said, I, I want to talk a little bit more if you don't mind about displaying it online on social media and beyond. I mean, you say you can talk about it, but are there other little practices and ways you can really show your mission to everyone? 
Yeah. I mean, following through on those types of initiatives, like something that's coming to mind is like, if you are passionate about a specific cause, like showing how you're making that impact. So like, you know, going to that, let's say you're, um, you're passionate about helping folks with breast cancer or something like that, like going to those breast cancer events, like showing up, showing your support and documenting that and like sharing that throughout your business, you know, um, can have such a huge impact in a attracting the right people as well as, you know, like, you know, bringing those people into your sphere. Right. I'm so happy you said that and gave that example of like documenting the stuff you're doing, because I think that you might agree. Like a lot of people still have, I think, especially when it comes to social media, like maybe a mindset block or, or something Mm -hmm. or perspective, they need a perspective shift and think that maybe like, oh, well, people don't really care. Do I really need to show that I went to that event or, do, or is mm-hmm. it going to look like I'm bragging about blah, blah, blah. When really, you know, you and I know that it is simply documenting and then it's, it's helping to represent your brand well. And then obviously if you're helping someone else and they're in your content, like that could be helpful to them. And it's not just self-serving, but do you agree that like, there's some sort of block with some people, if it's mindset or something. Yeah, I think it's honestly the last like 10 or 15 years that we've all spent on Instagram, us being conditioned to have everything have to be perfect, right? Like we're now seeing this shift in social. And I don't know if you agree with this, but I'm at least like, I see a lot of shifts like in social where like we're moving towards this like more imperfect, like unpolished documentary style of content where it just feels really refreshing. Like we haven't seen that in so long, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, say we need to keep saying that. I think like more people hear that and realize that it's okay. Like, um, what matters more is the the message you're trying to get out, and that you you did the job essentially of showing people what you stand for, rather than if you had perfect lighting and a perfect outfit and perfect hair, and it was like blowing in the wind or something like that, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. So we've got that covered. We're, we've we're building the brand around the mission. We've got the core values. We understand we've got to talk about these things and show them online so that people can understand what we're all about. Next, why your branding goes way beyond your logo, font, and colors. Okay. I loved this one because I think that it's it's hard to articulate this. So I'm, ex- I'm interested to see what you say, because I do think that people say, oh, branding. Okay. Well, I have a neat logo, but it's more than that, right? Yeah, it's so much more than that. And kind of going back to the first point too, like all of your branding should be based like in your mission and your core values. And so branding is this this thing that touches every single part of your marketing. It's in your emails, it's in your social media, it's in your digital assets and your print assets and your in-person events. It's how your audience ultimately perceives your brand. So like, what is the feeling that you want associated with your brand? We think about like, even if we give the example of like Mac versus PC, there's obviously two sides of that aisle, right? Like it's just like you're either an Apple user or you're on the PC side. And like, there's not a whole lot of crossover there. You can think about any brand like in the market and how they position themselves, like Tesla versus Honda. Like those are two different audiences there. So you want to think about like, what is the feeling that you want to your audience to really think about your brand, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. It It is about feeling like the, the way you are like the way that they feel. Yeah. The way that you can help make them feel or your, the way your brand makes them feel. Um, but I mean, I, and obviously 
it's still important to have the visuals, but what is your, this is kind of just a little side, side question. What's your perspective on the process? Like, do you feel like one thing comes before the other? Is it case by case basis? How does that work? Like if somebody's like, look, I don't have a logo colors, fonts, or all of my shit together on my foundation of my brand. What, where do I start? You know? Yeah. I always start with the mission and the core values and all of the different design elements are going to be designed because of that. And like with, um, with intention because of those things, um, there's a lot of research that goes into the foundation of brand building before we get into the actual design. This is something I go through with all of my clients. I have them fill out like a brand questionnaire where we really dig into the psychology behind like, okay, like, why are you doing this thing? Who's the specific person that you want to reach? Like, where are they hanging out? What kind of brands do they buy from? Um, you know, like, what are they doing on the weekends when they're outside of their work environment? Like, we really dig into the psychology of who is that person so that we have a clear picture of how to reach them. Right. Okay, cool. Um, okay, good. Because I think that you, you probably hear of this a lot, right? Like, that especially with the access everyone has to something fantastic like Canva. I love it. We use it in my business. There's nothing wrong with Canva, but I think that probably, you know, maybe people kind of jump to just like, oh, I'll just go into there (laughs) and make me a logo and then figure it out later. But maybe they're not doing that, that inner work, like you're saying, because it can get really deep, right? Like you've got to dig down and be like, why am I doing this? And what do I stand for? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, big companies and big brands like pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for branding. It's because they spend a lot of time and effort researching those people and doing focus groups and like figuring out like what is going to resonate with them. And I agree with you. Like there's nothing wrong with Canva. I don't use it for branding um, because, you know, the problem with that is like thousands of other businesses, if you go into Canva or using type in logo (laughs) template, like thousands of other businesses are going to be using that template. Um, So like the whole point of branding is to make your brand unique and kind of stand out from the crowd. And so you can't really do that if thousands of other businesses are using the same assets. It's you. This episode is sponsored by Fun Love Media. Fun Love Media is a boutique social media and podcasting agency owned by yours truly. We help mission-driven brands across the country stand out and make a positive impact on the world through social media, podcasting, and beyond. Whether you're local to Houston and want to schedule a content shoot to create videos and images for your social media accounts, or you're in any other part of the U.S. and want a new logo and brand design, or even want to launch your own podcast, we can help. With our done-for-you content creation, we cultivate a fun and exciting online space so your brand can make the positive impact on the world that it's meant to. Let's be honest, we're a group of creative people with a soft spot for our fellow world changers. If you're ready to tell your story, make a difference, and have fun doing it, you have found your content creation team in Fun Love Media. Head to funlovemedia.com or email me directly at brittany at funlovemedia.com to get started today. That's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y at funlovemedia.com. Next, um, talking about the steps you can take to strategically craft your brand with your ideal audience in mind. So where's that connection out your ideal audience? You're putting it all together. How do they play into the whole picture? 
Absolutely. So the first thing you need to start with is audience research. So like talking to your ideal clients, figuring out what makes them tick, um, figuring out the things that are most important to them. Where do they hang out? You know, like, like, like I said, like the, what brands do they buy from? What brands do they love? Um, and then taking a look at competitor research as well. So like who else is selling plastic water bottles in your market? If you're a plastic water bottle company, how are they positioning themselves in the market? And then taking a look at like, once you have all that information, how can you differentiate? Like, how can you position yourself a little bit differently? How are you going to say like, okay, we, we have these two plastic water bottles, but this one is uh, maybe a lighter weight. And so if you're hiking, it'll be less weight on your pack or something like that. Uh, right. Figuring out like what that thing is so that you can differentiate from everybody else. That's really, really smart. I bet, God, I bet so many people don't do that. You know, like yeah. actually genuinely research what would be the competitor as close as you can get to it and then learn from that. I think that, I don't know if people think that there's something wrong with looking into it. It's like, Ooh, I don't want to copy or something like that. I, you know what I'm saying? Like people, cause people do that. I think with content too, like, we'll think that we just have to have a whole new idea every single time when really you could look and see like, what's, what's needed or what's popular on social media. Right. And then create something behind it. It's kind of like that. Like you got to learn what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. you know, to, to be able to stand out exactly, and just, or decide what makes you stand out, I guess. I mean, I've done that with, um, with, um, uh, dear media, which is a podcast network that's, um, big and our podcast network at fun love media is not big. It's small <laughs> and we're just starting. And, but I mean, I I've learned so much from them already. I think that also like as business owners, we can like check our ego at the door. I mean, like it's okay to go in there and learn and see what everybody else is doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, all right. Next one up. I love this so much. We still have a couple to go. Um, most common mistakes made when it comes to branding. Oh, I cannot wait to hear these. What do you see? What do you see most of? Absolutely. So one thing that a lot of people get wrong is picking their favorite colors, like <laughs> instead of what will resonate with their ideal clients. And so this is a big mistake. It's that can hard be, not to do. I, did I know <laughs> it can be easily avoided and easily fixed. So instead you want to dig into, like we were saying, like the psychology behind like color psychology, taking a look at what your ideal clients resonate with and taking that into consideration when you are planning out your branding. Um, you also want to work with a designer that knows the strategy and the, the, you know, the psychology behind these things. And uh, so many times I see business owners fall into the trap of get saying like, oh, I want an aesthetic logo. And it's like, okay, but like, is that really going to resonate with your audience? Like, yes, it's going to look pretty, but is it going to get you the results that you're actually looking for? You know, it might, it might, but it might not. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is inconsistency across platforms. So don't just say that like, quote unquote, red is your brand color. You need to be using exact color codes, exact fonts. Um, this is where a brand guide comes in place so handily just because like, this is a guide that outlines how all of the different design elements in your brand should be used in conjunction with one another. So you have examples on like, this font should be this large in, a, in, you know, in comparison to this other font. So like it gives you real world examples of how to actually use those brand elements. And it's super helpful. Right. That is so cool. Yes. I, I love it. Anytime 
I've worked with somebody that's gotten one of those done and has it all together. And I'm just like, Oh, heaven. Perfect. Cause like, you know, if we're creating something, we can just have all the information about all their brand stuff is perfect. Um, okay. You mentioned the color thing though. I had, this is something I want to make sure to ask you before we are done. What's up with the co- the psychology of the colors and all that stuff? Cause I know it's, I feel like it's a real thing and that certain colors represent certain feelings and, and all these things. What, what's, can you just give us like an overview on that whole topic? I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So color psychology is a very real thing based in research. Um, You know, I like to give the example of like McDonald's, like there's a reason why they use the colors red and yellow, because these colors have been in um, research to essentially promote hunger in the body. So like they promote happiness and hunger. So it's like, you'll, you'll notice now, like a lot of these restaurants out here use red and yellow because it promotes that like happy feeling. And it also like drives hunger in the body. So, um, it's crazy what you can use color psychology for in your brand, because you can use it to like, almost like trick the human brain into thinking certain things and feeling a certain way about your brand. Right. That is cool. I didn't know the hunger thing. I mean, I, I, I could guess the happy thing, but I had no idea about the hunger thing. And it's so true because, you know, when I see that, and I mean, I don't even eat McDonald's that much, but it's like, Ooh, it sounds great now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, in a similar way too, like you might notice like some doctor's offices are painted blue and that's because blue is a very calming color. So a lot of people get really anxious when they go to the doctor or the dentist or whatever. But next time you go to the dentist, check out to see what color the walls are painted because okay. a lot of the times they will be painted blue. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And see, and like you, you take things like that for granted when you never know, um, you could go into a business and it, a lot of thought went into every detail like that, which is super duper cool. Um, what about, um, what about the color? Like if somebody like, uh, sorry, I'm losing my, a combination of colors. That's what I wanted to say. Like, how does that work? Just, in, I know we don't have time to, <laughs> but in general, so, you know, cause usually a brand will have more than one, like you're saying with McDonald's yellow and red, how does somebody do that? Is there one that's like the primary? So that's like the leading thing. And then there's a secondary or what? Yeah, I usually recommend to clients that each brand has at least two to three primary colors and then two to three secondary colors and then also um, a list of neutrals that you can use within the brand. Um, As far as it goes with like combinations of colors, like you really have to look at like what those colors kind of do alongside each other. It's kind of hard to explain like in a, in a just conversational format, but doing the research on like what those colors mean in in conjunction to one another is really, really helpful. Um, And also I will add to that too, like the location of the business plays a role because sometimes color can mean one thing in the U S and it can mean something completely different in other countries. Um, So that's something to take into consideration as well. I never thought of that. That's such a good point. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, cool. I love, I was so excited to ask you about the color stuff, as you can tell. I love all of that. Um, I think it's fun. Um, okay. And then our final one that we're going to hit is, um, what can happen if your branding is unclear or misaligned, like, or maybe this is happening to someone and they don't know why things seem to be misaligned or feel off. Um, how do you, how do you, uh, avoid that or be able to tell if that's your problem in your branding? 
Yeah. Well, if you're attracting the wrong people to your business or you're not attracting people at all, that's usually a pretty good indicator that your branding, something's up with your branding, right? Um, The other thing that I would say is that if you're no longer feeling like aligned with your branding and your brand itself, if you find yourself avoiding your marketing, like that might be a good time to revisit your branding. If something has shifted in your business where maybe you're not selling the same things as you were when you first started, like that's a great time to, you know, revisit branding and see, do you still align with that? Like, do you still align with what you have in place for your marketing? Um, The other thing that I was going to say is around, like, if you're branding, if you DIY your branding and maybe it doesn't look up to a certain professional standard, people not, might not be trusting you. And, and your business as like a credible source. Um, and so this is why, you know, you might not be attracting the people that you want. Right. And that's really interesting too, that you say that, because that may not even be something that that may not even be something that the other party even could articulate that, that, that the potential client could even really describe necessarily. But I always say like the audience, just uh, any kind of audience, it doesn't have to be social media, but you know, they can feel stuff if something's off and maybe can't always exactly explain it. And so that's hard. Like, I mean, if you don't to, to come to that realization, right. Like to think, like maybe it's, this is, you know, not working out the way I wanted because of my branding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gotta be hard to come to grips with. And then if you made it yourself or I guess even if you didn't, but still, do you see that people like have a hard time letting go or making those changes? Cause it feels like such a big change to change your branding. Yeah. I mean, it certainly can be, um, there's this quote that's coming to mind where it's like, uh, if when design is good, you don't even notice it, but when design is bad, you always <laughs> notice it. And I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, you might not be able to put your finger on what's going on or what's wrong, but there's some kind of little bell in your head that's going off that says like, is this a scam? Like, am I really going to get something in return when I, if, if I put in my credit card information here, like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so it's just one of those things where like, it really needs to feel seamless. It really needs to feel intentional. Right. That's such a good quote. I love that. Um, so what, what about, I'm just curious, like your, some of your personal favorites, it could be things that you've worked on or even just some famous brand that we know, but like, do you have any stand, standouts or favorites or a good example of something that you just really love as far as brands go? Yeah, yeah, totally. I've just finished up a, a handful of branding projects. So I'd love to shout out some of those clients here. Um, yeah. House of Modern is one of them. They're a real estate brokerage out of Atlanta. Um, I also worked with an Etch-A-Sketch artist, Princess Etch. She's like a personal brand. She's like really amazing. If you have not seen her stuff, please go check her out. Um, That's impressive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've also worked with um, a nutritionist. Um, basically, she is a harm reduction coach uh, and she goes under the uh, the name Hedonist Health. Um, her branding is like one of my favorites that I've done uh, in the past couple months. So I feel like a nutritionist would also fall along the lines of like needing to have that, like, um, the trust and the, the, the good feels and all that kind of stuff, like kind of like what you said with the doctor's office, but you know, like that you feel like you're in a good, safe environment kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. I love it. Um, okay. Well, before I let you go, I want to make sure and, um, make sure we're going to put it in the show notes, but 
go ahead and just tell everybody where they can find you. Cause I want to make sure they know how to follow you on social, your website, how they can even try to work with you and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my website is megangersh.com. It's M-E-G-A-N-G-E-R-S-C-H.com. Um, and if you go to megangersh.com slash resources, there's a bunch of freebies there that you can grab. Um, and I'm at megangersh across social. So you can find me there. In the Sparkly Brand podcast. Yes, your Sparkly Brand on, you know, Apple, Spotify, all of the places. It's you and a co-host, right? Yes, me and Lauren. Okay, cool. How long have you been doing the show? Um, probably over almost two years now. So yeah. Do you like it? Do you like podcasting? I love it. Yeah. It's really fun. It is really fun. I love it too. I remember the first time, um, a long time ago that like I saw, um, you know, the little stats that'll tell you where people listen and how many, and there, it was the first time I saw somebody in another country. I didn't know who it was, of course, but that they listened. It was like in Norway or something. And I was like, Oh, this is magic. <laughs> It's so cool. I heard my voice. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so powerful too. Okay, well, everybody go listen to Megan's show. Follow Megan. We'll put all of it in the show notes, everything that you need to know. And you will not be sorry following her on Instagram. I love your stuff. So thank you so much for being here and answering all of my gazillion questions. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.